Welcome to Guy Atrus's Reinventing the Tattoo Community. This is a world tattoo update with India. A good friend, Lokesh, has, is beaming in with special guests, and I will let everybody introduce themselves with, so I don't embarrass myself with my horrible <laughs> pronunciation. It's uh, going to be a great show. It's a trying time for everybody, and you know, India's back in lockdown, so they are staying up late, and we're very thankful for their time so that we could take a, a peek into what's going on. Um, okay, we're not sure where you're beaming in from. It could be on the Facebook, the YouTubes. You could be listening to the podcast. Uh, all of these live streams and all of these events that are happening inside of the Reinventing Community can be found, well, in the Reinventing Community. If you go to either of the app stores, the Google Play Store or the Apple App Store. Do a search for Reinventing the Tattoo, give it a download. Please give it a good kind review. We're happy to take constructive crit uh, critique at management at Reinventing the Tattoo. But right now the app and the YouTube channel and the podcast, they're all relatively new. So those, those kind reviews help us uh, tremendously reach new people and make uh, it all fun. So yes, uh, or we could go straight to community.reinventingthetattoo.com. The first link there is the events link. We have all sorts of upcoming awesome events. There's regular drawing groups that happen on Sundays at one o'clock Eastern and Mondays at nine o'clock Eastern. We have the Tattoo Collecting Podcast every Thursday at noon. We have special events like these World uh, Tattoo Updates sometimes. Uh, so that schedule is where you will find the latest uh, upcoming schedules. And some of these activities you can join in and, and uh, participate. And then some of them are, are fun, like these, these panels or interviews or sometimes we have webinars. It's great. You could catch all of the replays because right now you're sad that you've missed so many, but if you go to the library in the community or to the podcast channel or to the YouTubes and you can see the replays and there's a tremendous amount of awesome content, thanks to our sponsors. Um, we'll talk uh, about our sponsors a little bit later. Right now, if you could let us know that this is working for you in the chat rooms, let us know where you're beaming in from. If you have any questions, I will be asking throughout the interviews um, and at the end. Please, uh, yeah, give it a follow and a share. This is the perfect time for that. Okay, goodie bags are getting mailed out and they have Cheyenne cartridges, they have raw pigments, they have uh, an offer for reinventing and more stuff is on the way. Check out uh, uh, reinventingthetattoo.com slash equinox. You'll see a, uh, a bit of what, the, the, what that'll get you. It's uh, Android Jones doing visuals. Aja did a, a live soundtrack to it. If you go to reinventingthetattoo.com slash equinox, you'll get the play page for this. Scroll down to the bottom of that play page, you get, again, uh, you know, awesome content, including uh, an additional hour and a half interview with a whole bunch of psychedelic artists, including Guy and a whole mess of David Heskin, a whole mess of great people. But at the bottom of it, you'll be able to fill out your address, a couple questions about when you started tattooing, and get these awesome goodie bags. It's, uh, you know, it's the good little chunks of, of samples. Thank you very much, Cheyenne and Raw Pigments, for that. Um, upcoming professional development. Uh, we have the Reinventing the Tattoo subscribers every Monday night at 9 o'clock. The, the, this, this program goes out. Thank you to our sponsors. The, the beating heart of the Reinventing community really is the paid subscribers. They, every Monday at 9 o'clock, exercises <coughs> with Guy Aitchison, and they build up over the course of time. So I think they're doing textures, they were doing lighting, they were doing atmosphere. They'll do like four or five weeks in a row building up to final projects. It's pretty awesome. It's like... Um, 
kind of like the art dojo people they're just doing their they're they're practicing every week it's pretty awesome and i think they're gonna add on uh, additional exercises now on thursdays at eight o'clock but we'll have more information about that anyways other professional development we have uh, reinventing the tattoo business course with live webinars we've got uh, andre malcolm is doing a koi sleeve design seminar that's coming up may 18th uh, these are all available as replays you could catch uh, bob terrell's got a, an 11 hour webinar replay bj betts has lettering check out courses.reinventingthetattoo.com for that um, let's see I already talked about our weekly events. It seems like this is working. People are excited to hear Samir. People are excited to hear Lokesh. We're excited to hear everybody. Welcome. Thank you very much for chatting about that. Oh, uh, real world events. Holy shit. We actually have some real world events, it seems. Vaccinations are uh, in the States, and it seems like they're going to let people into Europe. Um, well, we'll see. What we have tentatively planned is October 3rd to the 6th and Jiminy Peak, Massachusetts, it's the Paradise BYOB. We don't really even know. Right now, we could get like 100 people per room. There'll be people sharing webcasts and webinars and such. Uh, we're putting it together. There's only 100 rooms in the whole resort. So you could rent a room and, and get there if you want to, and we could figure it all out when we get there <laughs> or um, as, it, as it opens up. Uh, October 3 to the 6th. Uh, I know that Bob's coming up, Bob Tyrell, uh, Thea Duskin's going to come out. We have a whole good crew of people coming up to share, so that'll be interesting. Uh, uh, November 12th to the 14th, again, quarantine and vaccine uh, permitted, uh, we will be heading over to the Brussels Tattoo Convention with Nick Baxter, Ivana, and I will be doing seminars. We'll be beaming in with the Reinventing Crew doing some drink and draws or an art jam. We will have a subscriber-only meeting, and then we will have just a general Reinventing Community meeting. We've got three or four days, which will be a lot of fun. And um, yeah, that's the Brussels Tattoo Convention. I believe the two days before, so that would be November, what, 10th and 11th, don't quote me on that, but they're doing like an industry conference show where they're getting out uh, just like suppliers and vendors and whatnot for two days, like a trade show. So we'll see. Uh, that's going to be, uh, on, that is on our list to head on over next uh, year, 2022. We have the Rock River Tattoo Art Expo, July 8th to the 10th, pencil it in. We've got the Paradise Tattoo Gathering is happening the third week of October which is going to be that lost show that we uh, were not able to do a couple years ago. We are very excited to be able to do in 2022. Okay, um, sponsors, we've got uh, Dermalize, known as D-Lize Pro in the United States. Give them a, a, a chance. Check out their videos. They are a healing wrap. It's designed to breathe and heal wounds. There's a ton of videos on how to use it and a lot of the tattooers that uh, swear by it. Uh, if you are still using cling wrap that is not breathable, it's definitely worth giving a shot. Again, it's kind of designed to, you know, to breathe. And I'm, I'm one of those people, I get a heat rash with the, the saran wrap. Everything else about it heals fine except for the heat rash. Um, anyways, so that's Delize Pro in the United States, Dermalize. We've got rawpigments.co. They are acrylic free and they are vegan inks. That means um, they don't like dry up in the caps and stuff. There's a couple of videos in the community check out rawpigments.co. Uh, Lauren's been putting together some great videos for them. And um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, we're very thankful. You can get some samples in those goodie bags I was talking about. Uh, inkjetstencils.com, where you can edit your uh, stencils on your iPad or on your computer, print them out on your eco-friendly, uh, eco-refillable friendly Epson printers. And yeah, it's pretty cool. The stencils uh, are pretty high def. 
then you could save your hands, save some time, save some money. And if you're not quite sure if it'll work for you, you can send them samples. They'll send you back uh, the, the stencils as they would print them out. And so you can see whether they're to your liking or not. You could check them out, inkjetstencils.com. Oh, inside of the community, they have a full sponsorship section. So you could check it out. There's a couple different videos. I actually have an oversized printer where um, you could print out back pieces and stuff. Thank you very much for bearing with me. We always have a lot going on. But after this intro, we're just going to run uninterrupted, so we're pretty excited to get with everybody. Um, okay, I'm going to bring everybody on here. And thank you very much, Lokesh, for helping uh, put together this panel at a very short notice. And um, maybe uh, if you want to introduce yourself first, and as uh, so the, the fellow who put together the panel, maybe if you could uh, and then introduce them a little bit, they could talk about themselves. And um, yeah, we'll, uh, I'll, I'll hop in the background here. So uh, I'll pop in with questions and whatnot. And um, but it, this is, uh, it's gonna be fun to hear everyone's stories here. Yeah. So hi everyone, this is Lokesh Verma, Devil's Tattoos, New Delhi, India. And uh, I've been tattooing since 2003 mostly do realism and nowadays only color realism and only portraits to be very specific so yeah that's what i do you can check out my work uh maybe gabe will give a link yeah i'll uh we'll, we'll do a quick introductions first and then we'll dive in a little bit about everyone's stories and then it gives me a little bit of time to run their portfolios um so, so who wants to go next? Sometimes, sometimes we introduce people in an orderly manner, and sometimes we go anarchist style, let everybody jump in. <laughs> okay, so um, I jump in in that case. So, guys, hi, this is uh, Namaste from India, and this is uh, Samir Patangi. And uh, I've been tattooing since uh, 2000. I started training in the year 1998, and two years post that, I started tattooing. So, yeah, I run my studio in a uh, called Crayon Tattoo Studio, which is located out of Mumbai. Um, so I'll be glad if you guys check out our work and let us know how you like it. Okay, next. Over to you. Um, I'm Shamli. I, uh, I live in Delhi and I've been working as a tattoo artist for about 10 years now. I trained under Lokesh. He's the one who mentored me and I still work with him and for, with his studio, so that's pretty great. That's about it. Hi, everyone. Hi, everyone. Uh, I'm Rishabh. Uh, um, I have a studio by the name Immortal Tattoos. Uh, I've been tattooing for about 11 years now. And uh, you can find my work on uh, Instagram, or Facebook by the name Immortal Rishabh or Immortal Tattoos. Awesome. So I do have everyone's uh, pictures lined up and um, it seems it's pretty cool. Everyone's got a different style um, or, or at least a unique signature. So um, maybe we'll start with, with Lokesh. Um, if you want to let us know kind of how you approach uh, reaching out to, to your perfect clientele, what kind of tattoos you like to do. And then as I show your tattoos in the background, maybe if you, you know, you can make some comments on particular ones if you feel moved to. Um, but here, let me fire up your tattoos here. Um, okay, I'm pretty sure you, you, you sent over the, um, I'm trying to make sure, I'm kind of shooting in the dark here. This is, uh, yeah, that's this is yours. 
Perfect. Yeah, yeah, okay, hold on. I'm going to uh, start it off with you being spotlighted. Okay. Yeah, so as I told you that I mostly do realism and now colored realism and specifically colored portraits nowadays, and that's what I want to specialize in. That's because when I started tattooing in 2003, Bob Terrell was huge. He was probably one of the only guys doing portraits at that time in black and gray, but yeah, he was one of the guys who inspired me to do portraits and Paul Wood was another inspiration for dark arts. You know, I do some of the skulls and all these little dark art also. Uh, so these two are my biggest inspirations and uh, slowly I moved to color because at that time no one in India was doing colors. So I, you know, jumped right into it and fell in love with it. The one challenge that we find in India is the skin tone varies from, you know, all shades of skin tones that you can find. So it's particularly challenging to be a tattoo artist doing only colored portraits in India, but then I try to overcome and try to find new ways to uh, yeah to to do my art and you know one one trick that I found which I would like to tell everyone when you do uh, colored portraits or realism in general is that the biggest mistake I made in the first few years of my life is like I used to replicate whatever I used to see but I think the biggest rule in realism is don't exactly do what you see you need to exaggerate and bump up the contrast a little bit to suit the skin tone and that's what I try to do so I don't try to make it exactly as a picture but I try to make it a little more uh, with a little more contrast so it stays sharper darker with high contrast for longer years and uh, yeah this is this one is on Shamli it's Frida portrait I did I think we did it in two sessions total of approximately First session was six to seven hours. Second session was small two or three hours background. Yeah. So yeah, it's that's awesome. What... And uh, are you uh, completely booked out or how do people go about getting a tattoo from you? Uh, not booked out at all, actually, because I'm very specific in taking the tattoos that I want to do. So I barely do a tattoo a week. And most of the times, I don't do nothing nowadays since I have a five-year-old. So I like to spend time with my family as much as I can. First few years of my life, I, you know, slogged my ass and worked nonstop hours till late night. So I'm slowing down a little bit and taking very particular projects, like something like this colored <coughs> that you see comic book sleeve. This is another thing that I like to do. I've done a few of those comic book sleeves also like colored sleeves. So another style that I like to do is something like that. And uh, yeah, if someone wants to reach out to me, they can simply write to me. I'm very easily accessible. The email and everything is on the website. But yeah, the style that I choose to do is something like this that you see on the screen. And uh, yeah, that's the only thing I want to do nowadays. Or if something specific, something very interesting comes up, maybe I take up on that opportunity, but not black and gray, not the traditional sleeves. I'm also I'm trying to draw a little bit of Japanese. Rishab inspired me to draw a little bit in Japanese. He gave me some projects to do. I did one of those. So, yeah. Awesome. The uh... okay. Let's uh, let's stay uh, in order. Oh, uh, Samir, maybe we'll uh, 
we'll hit you up last for this because uh, I um, hopefully we'll get some of the tattoo photos. But if not, I could hit up your uh, Instagram and those digital things you, uh, you sent over were pretty yeah. sick. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, my bad. I I just had a very short notice, so I but here let me uh, let me fire this up because obviously you're looking to do tattoos in this style or um these are all let me uh i'm gonna fire up your portfolio here real quick Ooh. so let us know a little bit about how you attract clients or what you're looking to do and uh, i'll uh, pull these up right so um you know um the, the way i look at things is uh you know i've been like Lokesh said, you know, we've been tattooing for a really long time now, so precisely 20 years plus. And um, so from the time and era that we come from, uh, you know, uh, you didn't have much of a choice. So you usually had to do what a client would want to get done. And you know, that's why you had to cater to their needs and their wants, exactly. So that's kind of got me into a very versatile mode where I started tattooing and doing everything that came along in my way and started you know, making my clients happier rather than looking at what really uh, gave me uh, satisfaction with work. But, you know, as years passed by and, you know, my skills got honed a little bit more, I started uh, experimenting a lot more. And yes, I did a lot of realism in the initial days because realism as for a lot of people and artists in India is the shiz, you know, is what uh, makes you an artist and stuff like that. So that's what I started doing as well. I, I started doing a lot of realism and post which I started, you know, experimenting with a lot of, uh, because of the fact that I was a lot more versatile, I started uh, experimenting with a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of styles, different styles put together. And now where I've evolved to is, uh, I like to do a lot of uh, realism along with the abstract. So I call it, Abstract realism is what I love doing. I like to, I'm quite inspired by, you know, people and artists like Andy Warhol and, uh, you know, Dave McKean and a lot of digital artists. So, you know, that's where my inspiration comes from. And of course, you know, back in the day when tattooing was not really, uh, you know, there weren't many tattoo artists to look up to. There wasn't much of internet happening. And uh, we had access only and only to magazines, which we, uh, you know, by hook or by crook had probably got from somewhere. We used to, I, I kind of had a chance to have a glimpse of, uh, you know, Anil Gupta's work and uh, Paul Booth's work. And that's where I said, okay, that's where I want to be. You know, that's the kind of work I want to do. And that's, that's how I started pushing my boundaries, my personal boundaries. And so that's already been done as a tattoo on a girl uh, at the studio. And uh, yeah, you guys should check that out. So that's, that's how I evolved as an artist. And yes, uh, you know, given the fact that I'm pretty versatile, uh, you know, I do have a lot of uh, people asking me to do work. And uh, like Lokesh, I thankfully not, uh, you know, uh, uh, have responsibilities of, kid, of a kid yet. So I try and dedicate a lot of my time to uh, work and a little time with my family at home. So yes, I do get booked out. Quite often, Shamli knows about it. She works at my studio when she's in Mumbai, and she'll know how. She'll tell you how busy we get. So yes, that's that's where I come from, and my style and my inspiration uh, comes from. So you know, I mix and throw in a lot of things together to come up with a composition and try and ask my clients. Now the fact is that my clients don't mind experimenting with me and letting me do what I want. So I've thankfully and gratefully reached that stage where clients are happy with. It. So yeah, that's where I am at this point. Awesome. 
Yeah, that's really cool stuff, no doubt. Um, okay. Thank you, uh, Gabe. How do you, uh, I missed everybody's pronunciation. Shamli. Shamli, how are you? Okay, yes. you want to let us know I'm a little good. bit about uh, how, your experience getting into the to the tattoo world at location, a location shop, and then uh, we'll, we'll show your work. Yeah, sure. Uh, I graduated as a visual communication designer, so I was doing graphic design. And that was less than a year of me graduating from college and like starting work. I met Lokesh uh, very randomly and he sort of floated the idea by me that I could possibly, because I liked doing illustration work, could learn how to tattoo. And uh, within, I think, like six months of our meeting, I had quit my job and I had joined Lokesh's studio as an apprentice. Um, the it wasn't I don't think it was a very easy transition for me in the beginning but uh, for me tattooing has been a process of constantly learning and constantly reinventing myself and constantly just like exploring different styles um, I don't think I'm where location Samira right now where I can confidently say that this is the style I want to work in I know I have a signature that people come to me for um, I do, I know I have a particular style that I work in, but I think it's mostly, I don't think I have a name for it. Um, I know I work, like to work with like bold lines and I like having like uh, cross hatching and like illustrative elements in it. Uh, but I, yeah, I'm still getting to a place where I think I have like one consistent thing that I still want to work on. Yeah, cool. So what were uh, some of those surprising challenges making the transition over to Tattooer that you were alluding to? I think a lot of it was just to do with uh, overcoming my nerves. <laughs> because mm -hmm. uh, it, uh, mostly I think it was a complete lack of confidence and like the idea of making something permanent in someone's body. And as soon as I overcame that and I began to appreciate that same challenge, uh, it started getting easier. Like I started enjoying. Now I don't enjoy tattoos that don't challenge me in some way. Uh, it gets boring after a while to keep doing things that seem easy. So I think my favorite tattoos are usually the ones that sort of push me uh, to a point and from which I feel like I've learned something. Awesome. And are you taking new clients on or what's your booking process like? Uh, really depends. So I work out of, I work with Devils, which is locations and our setup, a collective of artists, but I also travel around the country and I work. So when I travel, I get booked out. I have like back to back bookings and I also go there for a, a, a specific set of days. So at that point in time, I'm extremely busy. When I'm in Delhi, I'm selective about the sort of work I take in, especially now with the, the pandemic. Uh, I think I've like really streamlined my client base. So usually people will like email me and I like to spend a lot of time on people's designs. So I like to have a certain like, not a relationship with my clients, but I definitely <clears throat> like to get into what they want and like really make it, make it a collaborative process. And then I draw something out for them and do it. 
Awesome. So I mostly do maybe like two or three tattoos a week at this point of time. Cool. Okay. Good man, good, good. It's uh, fun. I, uh, yes. your, your, the style of some of your artwork contrasts with your tattoos. I'm really interested to hear what you have to say about your uh, about your tattoos and your artwork. I think it's pretty much in the in the in the time where I'm just uh, moving from uh, from the time when I used to uh, love doing realism. I started tattooing in 2009 and I learned tattooing from Lokesh and uh, this was the time when I saw him working and realism was really something that I wanted to do and uh, yeah so I, I was doing realism for a while uh, but from last couple of years I've been really influenced by uh, tattooing itself in general and not the modern uh, cool looking stuff to be honest but more towards the traditional style of tattooing so i'm gradually uh, moving towards uh, japanese style uh, i'm still trying to figure out my own way my own uh, you know look for how i want them to look on bodies gradually uh, and now i'm getting uh, you know initially it was a bit difficult because i come from from a city which is where the tattoo like we were the first tattoo studio, you know, in the city. So we were, uh, you know, we literally have uh, educated our clients towards uh, towards custom tattooing, towards tattooing itself the way it is, how we see it. So yeah, I'm still in that in that zone where I'm changing my style and I'm trying to figure out. So you can see in my work, it's a mix of realism mixed with uh, Japanese style. So it's gradually from realism going towards semi-realism and uh, adding with it is the Japanese style of work. And I love doing large scale work and it's been a while that I've started loving uh, doing colors. I used to be very scared of doing colors, but uh, now I'm getting more comfortable and I've started enjoying that more. So yeah, this is what you see. Yeah, this is something that I just finished recently, one of the sleeves. Um, all the pictures that I've sent you, apart from the portrait, uh, is all healed. The portrait mm. and the Buddha was not healed. It was a fresh picture. But this is all healed. Whatever you're seeing on the screen right now, it's completely healed. No filter, nothing. I usually believe in, you know, uh, this kind of work. That's great. And are you still taking on new clients or what's your booking schedule? How are you booking uh, clients? I, I'm mostly, uh, so earlier I was tattooing a lot of people on regular basis when I was doing one, you know, single shot pieces or maybe pieces that would take two sessions. But now most of the works that I've been working on are the ones that, that takes a lot of sessions, like maybe more than five to 10 sessions, more than that. So usually now I have very limited clients that I tattoo regularly. They come back, they keep coming back and we keep working on their bodies, uh, sleeves or bodysuit or back piece. And uh, yeah, so now I'm taking clients uh, with interesting projects, to be honest. Something that interests awesome. me more, something uh, people who would give me more freedom, you know, more artistic freedom. 
Yeah. Awesome. Okay. So that's, that was an awesome tour. That's really fun to uh, always to catch up with everybody's portfolio and then get introduced yeah. to, to new people's work. Um, now it is, wait, what's the date exactly? So this here, it's May 11th over here, 2021. Uh, it would be remiss to not catch up about how the pandemic's rolling over there. It sounds like it's pretty horrible. Um, one of the reasons I think you have time is because everyone's locked down. Um, maybe <laughs> can we address a little bit about just the state of affairs that, that's happening over there and how tattooers and, and how you as tattooers are, are making do or, or what's happening in, in reality? The situation actually here is pretty bad, to be honest. Like there are a lot of people affected by COVID. I myself was, uh, you know, I uh, I was COVID positive just a couple of weeks back. And uh, there are a lot of cases now, you know, like in our families. Uh, last year, we used to, you know, hear from friends of friends who would have COVID. But now it's in our in our own home, you know, like the number of cases have grown really, really high here. And the health system is completely crashed. Yeah, it sounds horrifying. Is it, a, is it yeah. getting any better or what's the, I mean, obviously over here we're getting the vaccines, but it seems, I don't know. Yeah, the vaccines uh, here uh, yeah. are going out. I think we are exporting most of the vaccines rather than vaccinating our own country. <laughs> well, that, that's something that happened initially, but now I think we've learned a lesson and th there are no vaccines to export, actually. There are no vaccines for us. So there is nothing that can be exported now. So we've ran all out of it all. But yeah, unfortunately, you know, media always tends to portray and show all the negative and the bad shit that happens all, all across the world. But there are a few good things that happen around behind the, behind the scenes as such. So that's kind of uh, something that, you know, we would also like to talk about. So there are a lot of people who have come forward and have started uh, voluntarily, you know, taking part and participating in, uh, you know, organizations and, uh, you know, helping out people. So people who usually would be really busy with things in their lives would have now started reaching out and helping each other and, uh, you know, running uh, NGOs and things like those have volunteered to do things like this. So yeah, it's uh, it is uh, a shithole out here, but then yeah, it's not so bad, you know, if you look at it optimistically. What do you think, Shamdi? Do you agree with Shamdi? Uh, <laughs> I think it's fallen on us. Like the burden has fallen on the people to provide for the people. Uh, there are, of course, like these stories are really heartwarming. I personally know people who are going out and like volunteering and delivering oxygen cylinders to people who are delivering food. Uh, but the system itself isn't in place and it is actively crumbling and it, things are bad. And it's also, if I speak as a tattoo artist, I think I've definitely had days off wondering when we can get back to working because this is our way of sustaining ourselves and I know it's a very like selfish thought to have but that is a thought that is there <laughs> uh, the I back know of everybody's I, minds. Yeah. yeah I can speak for like uh, us at least because we are in touch the studio people are in touch with each other and we are really like we miss each other we miss working and uh yeah it's just it's just gonna be a wait and like yeah it's nice. I would also want to speak about things positively, but the 
scales are definitely not tipping towards positivity at this point of time, I think. What's your take on it? Mm -hmm. what, what's your experience? Me? Us. Yes, somebody. <laughs> yeah, see, the thing is, this year also and last year as well. Uh, I was going to the studio when there was not complete lockdown, but the migrant workers, a lot of people work in Delhi, Mumbai and big cities. They were going back to their hometown. So I saw a family and I was driving down the road. I saw this family with, you know, few torn bags, you know, daily wage laborers who earn maybe $2 a day. So I tried to stop my car and try to help these guys. And as soon as I stopped my car by the side of the road and I tried to give them some money, I saw, you know, there are few more people standing ahead of them and few more and then i realized that there there's a queue of maybe two three hundred people so even if i wanted to help them and give them some money i literally cannot give two three hundred four hundred people i was talking to my wife today itself that even if we try to help people by giving donating money or whatever we will run out of we will have to sell our house and still we, we won't be able to make 0.0001 percent of the difference because this has to come from the system and the government itself individually mm -hmm. People can only do so much, but, but there has to be some systems in place. Government should make vaccines free. They should already, they should have made it free to all citizens by now or cap the prices in private hospitals. But there is so much of black marketing going on, all, all these things. And then vaccines are not free in some states. There's so much going on. Oxygens, you know, people are dying just because they did not have oxygen cylinders. Had they, If they had oxygen cylinders, they would have survived. But thousands of people. And due to, uh, uh, I saw some reports that the the numbers have been you know grossly uh, undermined if they say 4000 actual numbers can be 40000 deaths uh, or something like that so 10 times more or at least five times more we all know that so it's the system who can do something is the government who has to take some steps to feed people <laughs> at the time the migrants laborers who earn less than a dollar or two a day it's, it's on the government to you know make some shelters for them, provide food for them. But then there are individual organizations like Khalsa Aid and these Sikh people, you know, with the turbans on their head, who are doing so much for the community, more than what the government can do. So, so yeah, yeah. I will just blame the government on this. <laughs> yeah, true. Whew. it's uh, it's crazy. It's uh, uh, over here in the states. Obviously, things you know, are pretty divided and their intentions are pretty high. It's out of control to think that somehow we figured out how to roll. I mean, I suppose it's just about commerce and about money. Is that how we ended up with all the vaccines or, you know, I mean, I guess the only good news might be at least it's, it's shifting over here and it seems to be like a two to three month shift when, when people can start getting the vaccines um, to when it starts to, to really loosen up a little bit. We still have a long way to go, but um I mean, I guess, so how are tattooers just in general able to cope? Is there any, like, what, what, where do you, I mean, how, how do we talk, how do we shift back to, like, you know, how different mediums affect tattooing and, and the difference between oil painting and tattooing when at this point right now it seems like it's, um, you know, just a rough ride for, for, for the next couple of months without help from the government or with a real shift? I think it is. Uh, right now it's a mental game. And... Um... We just have to sit tight, 
we are the fortunate ones like we are the privileged we have enough to be able to sit at home and like wait this out um so i think it just comes down to sort of like counting your blessings sort of doing what you can i know i'm trying to trying my best to keep busy i'm trying to learn how to oil paint uh <laughs> and surprisingly people are still reaching out to get their future tattoos designed so that's nice it's nice that people yeah. are optimistic and like they're preparing and everyone sort of in this like mood i remember when the initial lockdown had just initiated the the first one i think people were in this like yolo sort of mode where suddenly the world was changing so crazily they were like as soon as this opens up we need to get our first tattoos so <laughs> there is this level of like hope and optimism that is thriving which is that as soon as shit opens up people are already planning the next tattoos so that is nice it is it's sweet i think and they're also uh intentionally wanting to support the local artist community because i think everybody knows that there's a certain section of people who are hurting <clears throat> yeah so yeah. you know with my experience like i come from west of india that's the west coast of uh, the indian uh, side uh, so you know during the first lockdown adding to shamli's experience you know i would like to say that you know uh, in the during the all throughout the first lockdown you know we were all expecting and hoping when is this going to come to an end when is this going to come to an end when will we go back to a normal day routine or go back to our jobs and things like those and at the same time you know at the back of your mind you had this this thought that even if we do go back <laughs> will we able will we be able to tattoo the way we used to will people mm. come to us you know will there be clientele first of all to work on and uh, because everybody's got this whole panic mode going and you know everyone's got this whole phobia right now in their minds that is exactly what was going on during the first uh lockdown as well during the first surge and suddenly as the unlock starts happening and you know we start resuming our schedules on a very snail paced uh, manner we suddenly see the surge of clientele coming in and seemed like everybody was just waiting for the those to you know the gates to open and just rush through it and get into their you know greet their artists so it was like that and that's something that i heard from lokesh during our conversation during the first lockdown and i didn't believe him because our city went out of uh, much later after delhi and uh, you know i didn't believe him and i said that how is that possible you know how is it uh, you know how is that people would just come more than what it used to be and when it actually happened to us i actually happened to believe what he said and people were more than excited and you know come and greet us and meet up with everybody and that was a good sign so hopefully this time as well like i said you know always be optimistic about what's in store and that's what i feel that one should be doing at this point in time and uh, yeah we are fortunate ones so we can sit back and you know enjoy the time learn new things and you know use it productively is what i feel yeah okay. i've seen it time and time again at least over here and pretty much around the world like tattooing takes care of the people that you know care for it you know and none of the yeah. clients went away you know they only kept you know growing really at the same rate that they would have before there's you know i mean maybe a little less uh, i mean and then there's a lot of people you know that are unfortunate you know again at least over here even if we lose a third to half of the clientele you know still a lot of people that want to get tattooed that I'm gone anywhere 
and um, you know to the to the point you can see you know who takes the extra time to you know fine tune their skills to you know examine their life and get rid of anything that's extraneous and then who falls apart it's really um, you know kind of weird to, to, to see unfortunately mm. um, but what is there any what's the I mean obviously the conventions are not happening now or are there any what, what's happening like everything's just kind of closed for the foreseeable future or is there is there any word on conventions for six months a year from now or no i think we seem... used to organize one of the biggest conventions of india hard work and uh, we did not do it last year and this year also i don't think because the situation is becoming worse nowadays and the peak is going to come by the end of this month although the rates the, the, the daily counts is going down but still i think a lot of people won't have the money to travel and also mm -hmm. this year of uh, you know because they have not worked in the last six months a lot of people internationally and in our country and then there's the fear of huge crowds, travel, travel passport that they're talking about. I don't know. But I don't think it's possible for us to do it this year. What do you think, Samir? Samir was planning another convention in his, in his city, Mumbai, which is Bollywood. Easier to yeah. remember. But uh, yeah. no, I don't I don't see it happening. I don't see it happening either. It's something that you know I probably had predicted even the last uh, when Gabe and we had the uh, with World Tattoo Events, we had our conference mm -hmm. and we spoke about tattoo conventions and the future, you know, and I'd mentioned that I don't see it happening this year, but I was pretty optimistic about 2020, 2021. And uh, yeah, I don't see it happening this year either. So I don't really, you know, see us going anywhere. Neither do I see us traveling anywhere because honestly speaking, even if, even though Lokesh, myself, uh, Rishabh, you know, we are privileged enough, we can afford to travel even after not working for six hours, but six months, but still, I don't think, you know, with the restrictions and the, you know, uh, yeah. the vaccination drive and having the vaccination certificates, et cetera, et cetera, I don't think it's possible for us to travel next year either. India is anyway banned from the list of... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, travel, so travel opens up. Yeah. I was yeah. actually really slightly jealous and also surprised when you were like Gabe, you were talking about the conventions in your initial introduction <laughs> before the show. Uh, is that you mentioned it's going to happen in 2022? So you're hoping that conventions and all normalized yeah, by the time? I, like, I mean, they are running conventions now in the States. Oh. You know, um, yeah. they, everyone's masked up inside. Uh, we do tentatively, or I do tentatively have a show plan very small show planned for october this october october right. 3 to the 6th you know i'm not like you know we have the the resort rented like uh we can't f currently put more than 100 people in uh the rooms mm -hmm. there's a couple different rooms uh it's it, but we're calling it a byob like bring your own booze like everyone it's like a picnic mm -hmm. You know, if you want huh. to show up and have a good time, you know, we have the place, uh, but we're not like really encouraging right. anybody to show up. You can tune in online. Um, but the real shows, we do right. have 2022 planned for like large, you know, for, for re real sized shows, you know, for the real know. stuff. Yeah. Um, and we'll nice. see we're, we're, you know, the vaccinations and whatnot, again, at this point, at least uh, it feels like most people who have, want to get them have been able to get them. And, you know, they're still pushing through to, to try to get everyone to get to the herd immunity, you know, uh, but 
We'll see, you know, I mean, uh, it's, it's crazy. It's like cautiously optimistic, not even optimistic, yeah. we're, you know, we're basically we you know, want to make plans to do what's possible. And, um, and again, at least at this point, there's enough people that we know that are vaccinated that by October, you know, Man. variant, uh, you know, pending, you know, we could do something. We're not expecting our international people to be able to make it in, mm. you know, and a lot of our shows are, you know, specifically international. So um, in nature, so don't be that jealous yet. But on the other hand, it's uh, at least, um, mm -hmm. again, it, it's somewhat under control here for sure, you know. I mean, yeah, even the US was struggling there for a while. So I mean, so and I, I do know that a lot of... Sorry, right. is it surprising the abundance of vaccines and people don't want to get it, which is the other? <laughs> oh yeah, six six hundred million, six hundred million of excess vaccine yeah, is what the US has. It is uh, unfucking believable how people will like claim to be for science and into science, but like not really even understand science. Um, I'm wicked into like that CRISPR shit, you know, like getting into the genetic coding. You know, and oh, really oh, yeah. understanding all the stuff that goes on in, into these vaccines. Genome sequencing. Yeah. yeah. What do you What do you know What do you know about it? Who Who wants to start talking about what they've heard? All I well, nothing. <laughs> babies get two heads in China, and all sorts of things. Yes. <laughs> you know. But I only heard like way. one or two episodes of Radio Lab about CRISPR and. Um, them talking about. I think there was like something, like you said, look, there's something happened in China where there was yeah, China is the... and they are yeah. trying to, they have already passed the animal uh, the thing that they do with animals and they're on phase two now where they're trying to uh, I think uh, do an experiment with a chimpanzee and a human embryo, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be the first first of its kind uh, uh, ape and human cross. Wow. And today, mm. Yeah, and today there were reports. Of, Do we need uh, more? <laughs> you know, there, there was a very good meme on the internet about Cat Wandy. Sorry, Cat Wandy, if you're watching, no offense. But it's like, I love, you know, someone had written that I love how Cat Wandy is all vintage and bringing up all the old styles of, you know, clothing and dressing and, you know, even the store of her baby. And the and the diseases which have been long eradicated because she's an anti so she's bringing. Well, I, thought, back I, I, thought, I thought you were gonna say she was. She, I thought you were gonna say she was the first she's cross between man and ape. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, we have, we have some uh, questions and comments from the chat room here. Um, let's see. So it's from Saints and Sinners Tattoos. You know, what changes in our tattoo industry are we going to see after the pandemic? <clears throat> I think people and artists are just uh, going to be a lot more cautious with uh, their surroundings and, you know, uh, and uh, masking up and things like those. I think it's just going to be a little more uh, careful. And I think I people think are not going to start. I think in the long run there will be no major changes because yeah. when the, the everything opened up six months ago, work came back to as normal as it was, or maybe better. December was one of our good best months, and uh, I think people slowly will forget about this pandemic if everyone gets vaccinated and 
the cases are really low and people you know really want to go about their daily lives and they don't want to get scared too much and we could yeah. see people like markets being full and studios slots being full so i think in the long run in a year also again it will be back to normal it's not it this is not going to last forever definitely but people who can survive you know are fortunate as shamli said they're fortunate enough and blessed to have yeah. a roof over their not work and still be able to eat so yeah. it's it's just a game of level i think rishab what do you think about this yeah yeah it's just going you know, to take some time and you know like even now when we were uh, after the lockdown was lifted the first lockdown was lifted we had so much of work you know like there were so many people and i really thought like it wouldn't be the same anymore but, but it was even better it was even yeah, better and Bishop even now when, even now when we are about to go under a lockdown this lockdown we had people calling on the last day that please book us in for you know we want to before the lockdown happens we want to get a tattoo done so there are people who are, who love getting tattoos and there are a lot of first timers who want to get tattooed so for them it's important yeah definitely there's a difference when people call and ask like if you are taking all the precautions so like people who are coming into the studio they are a bit more cautious about hygiene but uh, rest part i think everything is pretty cool yeah i take the positivity from samir in this case like definitely yeah. it'll bounce back so don't need to worry we just hang on in there yeah, yeah and i think that's what happened not, you know, not, that's what happened a few months back as well you know as soon as the unlocks right happening you could see that people don't want to think about it. people were all set to forget about yeah. what's happened and what's happening around them and they just wanted to move on with life and you know get on with things you know and uh, yeah at the most they would mask up and they would ask the artists to do the same and things like those and that's about it yeah nothing really major changes as such had happened and we didn't see that this happening so i guess apple had a period of time order of their life people are just going to move on people are just buying thousand dollar iphones so i don't think yeah. it matters to them absolutely i think also because really uh sorry I think like because tattoo studios are already there spaces where hygiene has given a lot of importance from my knowledge of the few people that I know who run the various various studios uh, the studio ran, studios ran incident free they weren't spots like in the months that we were running um there wasn't anybody who fell sick because most people were wearing their masks people were in and out there was a lot of like everything was sanitized after use so i think as long as the basic hygiene measures are taken that to see they're going to return to functioning normally yeah and i think a lot of times what happens Absolutely. is like when we are in our uh, regular life we are going to the studio working um, you know traveling uh, a lot of times we miss you know a lot of things like spending time with the family or working on our art skills you know and i think this is a great time to work on your art skills and you know you get a chance to spend time with your family so i think it's a it's a great opportunity if you see you know like th- there's a lot of change that you can bring in yourself absolutely well, like i like i remember the last the last lockdown when you were like 4 months into it you know i had no other option you know i i there were lots of things that had to be fixed at home and you know a lot of uh, so i did a lot of carpentry i learned a lot of carpentry thanks to youtube 
and uh, mm-hmm. you know other things as well along with that i did a lot of cooking because i love doing that as well sometimes so yeah it's, i that's what i keep telling people you know these are times when you have been gifted this time because we usually don't get so much free time and uh, try and utilize yeah. it to learn something more try and utilize it to uh, hone your skills a lot better and uh, you probably don't you don't know what you might be capable of you know yeah Cool. Okay, we have uh, another question here from uh, Serenith Sivam. Um, hi, everyone. Quick question: Do you think tattoo artists will have to work in full PPP? Oh, sorry, PPE suits on for a few years at least, or what kind of uh, protections do you think oh. might might persist? Nah. <laughs> I don't. I. I mean, no, I don't think so. like i said i think like as long as you're at least in these coming in the coming year or so if we do open up i think what will be essential is will be the double masking and the gloves which we already wear i don't think a full hazmat suit is necessary or practical even in this uh, and there are other ways of taking precautions i think once the vaccinations are rolled out as planned and um, if people are responsible and communicative about how they're feeling in terms of like physically uh i don't think there is there'll be necessity for us to sit in full ppe kits no i don't think that's would, happening you know i would i would want to see i would want to see paul booth getting into a ppe kit <laughs> 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 one because it's all white two because it's not <laughs> 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 but i don't think so I, i don't think as as i don't mind it if they start making it in black i don't mind wearing a pp kit and start doing it Okay. Let's see. So we've got a, a, a ton of people are uh, saying hello. Let's see. Deepak. Oh, I can't. Uh, some of the uh, things are not in language I understand here. Uh, the the YouTube is going pretty good. Excited to listen to Samir. Oh, okay. We got a question here for Samir. Uh, oh, what was your uh, one of your most memorable? Ta- well, I guess is, we could go around uh, for this one. What are some yeah. of your most uh, memorable tattoos? uh maybe due to the nature of the subject matter or the transformation of the client uh, right. let's let's talk about positive tattoo client stories right so you know with uh, honestly if i if i could start um, i love i love all the people who come in you know i feel it's the people who make you what you are today and it's the clients that uh, you know uh, let you do the things that you do so according to me there honestly aren't any memorable uh, i love all the tattoos and there are lots of memorable ones honestly speaking i can't just pull out one and say that this was a memorable one uh, but yes i remember the most stupid one that i did for sure you know and that stands <laughs> out <laughs> and so i had this 11 year old kid who was forced to get a tattoo done by his uncle and you know i was forced along with the kid to do the tattoo for him and uh, you know it was it was probably one of the most absurd thing you could probably have thought of as i wouldn't expect an adult full grown man also to get something like that done 
and uh, what the kid, the uncle forces me, was like, he, the uncle actually pinned him down and made him sit there while the kid was crying and uh, made me tattoo, you know, Jai Shri Hanuman on him <laughs> along with the ape. You've, you've seen the monkey god, right? Gabe? Yeah, so you know yeah. the monkey god? Yeah. So he made me write Jai Shri Hanuman on the monkey oh. and, the, and the silhouette of the monkey god on him on his shoulder and the kid was crying all throughout the tattoo and I was like, oh my <clears> God, what, what the fuck am I doing here? And you know, the uncle was like, don't worry, don't worry, you go ahead, do your job, do your job. And I'm like, okay, fine. So I couldn't, a job which would have obviously taken me much lesser time, took me four folds of that time. And uh, at the end of it, the kid was in tears. I was in tears as well, but then yeah, I couldn't show them. <laughs> so that's what happened. <laughs> But then, yes, I looked at it as a potential cover-up job, you know, for future when the kid grows up. So, yeah, I was happy to do it at the same time. <laughs> oh, so, my goodness. Yeah, so that was one wow. of the jobs that I, I remember that stands out, to be very honest. But uh, that's memorable. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Who's following that one up? <laughs> so, yeah, Not me. <laughs> over and out. <laughs> yeah, I think that I think this round is over. You won it. <laughs> There's nothing I can say. <laughs> no, trust me, that was the weirdest one I've had till date. <laughs> How do you? But you knew this dude. This you knew this kid was eleven. Yeah, but he had a guardian with him, right? So that's the policy. You have a guardian with you. We don't mind tattooing people under the age of 18. I guess. And, uh, yeah. There are no tattoo laws. International people. Yeah, there is, there is no standard. <laughs> yeah. So we, but then at least some studios do take care of it. Uh, like, you know, our studios are <clears> very strict about 18 and above. So is Lokesh's. But over here, I, I knew the family, I knew the uncle, I knew the father. Ah. And I spoke to the father before I did the tattoo. And the father said that, let, let the uncle decide. So I was like more than happy to, you know, you know oblige. So that is how it was. Just to give a little bit of clarification to him about the story. There are a lot of religious reasons. So, sorry, Lokesh. Lokesh. Yeah. You, uh, if you could restart it, it sounds like we probably really want to hear this. And uh, you were a little choppy. No, I said there, uh, just to give an explanation to Samir's tattoo that he, so the story he told us right now, there are a lot of religious reasons due to which people get tattoos. Like some, if some astrologer or some saint priest will tell them that your kid will die if he does not have this tattoo or you get his ear pierced or most ears, people get that done. So there are a lot of you know, uh, superstitions yeah. behind yeah. You know, statues. Yeah, that's Ooh, still crazy. Absolutely. I could all of a sudden, like, that. yeah. Uh, for an international audience, that's insane. Although, on the other hand, you know, <laughs> bikers did crazy shit with tattoos here, too, growing up. Uh, you know, but, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 11 years old, that's wicked fucking young. That's, that's yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's future cover-up. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely a future cover up okay let's see here um, Patrick Pawa says you guys are delivering more than anyone expected hello best tattoo artists of India um, okay I, uh, does anybody have uh, 
Oh, 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 okay. So what's the, oh yeah, what's the weirdest tattoo? Yeah, it sounds like that's the weirdest tattoo. No, we're not going there anymore. Um, so how about this? I, you know, maybe for a round of collectors, right? So uh, earlier we were talking a little bit about, uh, you know, tattooing colors on darker skin. Um, it would be awesome if we could talk a little bit about just the realities of it, what's possible. You know, there's a lot of myths that go around and, um, you know, that might be a good solid question to kind of, obviously, everyone here has a, a significant amount of experience. So if we could, uh, yeah, if you could maybe let us know a little bit about the reality of that, um, that might be a good question to kind of wrap up with. Okay, so <clears throat> contrary to the myth that is in the market, or in the industry, as Paul Booth also told me, because Paul Booth has worked in a convention and in a shop a lot of times, he also said the same thing that Indian skin takes white very, very, because we don't have extremely pale white skin, because if you do white on extremely white skin, it won't show, but we have that some skins are like exactly the right tone where the white still pops out. Like Paul Booth said, one of the best whites that he has seen is in, on, in, in, on Indian skin. So. Keeping that in mind, if you approach a realistic tattoo, you uh, have to, of course, judge the skin tone. If some someone is really dark, then I <laughs> we you know we cannot perform miracles and cannot do a colored portrait on them. Then I tell them to go, move to black and gray. Otherwise, uh, Indian skin tone you have to bump up the contrast, as I told you. If you if you try to do extreme you know light skin tones on a brown skin, after some time. The skin is gonna, you know, right when you see a fresh tattoo, the tattoo is on top of the skin, on the top layer. But when it heals, the tattoo goes under and there's a layer of skin over it. So the skin tones that you have done will be covered by your actual skin tone, and uh, and and the tones that you have done won't show light pinks or light skin color. So you have to bump up the contrast, leave extreme highlights, and uh, yeah, and you have to just. Yeah, do experiment on every tattoo. Every tattoo is different here. Every colored portrait you have to approach differently according to the skin tone. Yeah, I think, and especially in the north, we get like, uh, to be honest, like a lot of fair skin people who we can work colors on. I think it must be very difficult for people in the south uh, of India where you have more British and darker skin tones. To have colors on and uh, yeah but, but there are some artists who are doing really well like like for example Samir he does really good colors on even darker skin so it's pretty cool to see that it's very interesting actually thank you Rishabh so yeah you know adding to what Rishabh said and uh, what Lokesh said um yeah it's true you know there are a lot of myths about uh, you know Indian skin not being the best for colors and uh, I would like to uh, defy that and say that, no, that's not the case. It's about, you know, getting used to and getting, knowing the know-hows of how to use colors. You know, if you know that, and uh, like Lokesh rightly said, you know, white is probably shown the best on our skin if you apply it, if the implementation is right, and uh, if you go the right way to do it. Um, so yes, you know, it's not the easiest to do colors on Indian skin also because of the climatic conditions, the kind of skin it is, it's a little more rigid compared to, you know, skin and things like those, but you need to push it in and you need to, you know, bump up the contrast, like what you said, and, uh, you know, uh, use colors rightly. You know, there are a few colors, which of course, you know, don't support 
uh, kind of skin, but then uh, most of the colors do. And I think the, the most fun is doing colors, that, color tattoos, you know, and I personally uh, support color tattooing a lot. And I do tell artists that, you know, you need to uh, move on and graduate from black and gray into color at some point. And that's where the real fun lies. And one more yeah. uh, thing I would like to add is, if you look at Samir's work, it's the perfect example of, you know, if he has a darker skin, and if you see he has to do realism, he will do some abstract elements around it, not to make the tattoo look extremely realistic. It's still realistic, but he will add some elements to it, like you know, extra lighting to make it a little more illustrative. So it's still realistic. It's still that person, but he adds some other tones or contrast or graphics around it. So that's a very good trick. I, I like about his work too. You know, the, the portrait is still there of that person, but even if it's a dark skin, you can use blues and other tones. Thank you. Yeah, and also, yeah, and also, I think like uh, in India, we haven't uh, really reached out our full potential yet. Like we are still one of the first generations of tattoo artists here in our country, and uh, I think there is a lot of scope, a lot of scope to learn, and there are a lot of people with with uh, with no tattoos you know there are a lot of people who would eventually get tattoos right so there's so much to learn uh, and so much to experiment on and gradually now is the time uh, where people have started coming out coming back like especially our regular clients who have started trusting us and they let us experiment and they give us a chance to do things that we haven't done in the past and especially we don't in india we don't have really like a lot of reference to look at how tattoos would really look after like 30 years or 40 years of time, you know, because mm. uh, in India, tattooing is pretty like new, like 20 years or 15 years, sort of like that where, and and maybe from last 10 years or maybe not even that, actually seven or six years or, you know, like that time when people have started experiment with tattoos and people have started, mm. you know, giving artists a little freedom. Before that, uh, I think people were just going for uh, basic tribal stuff and, you know, the common tattoos. But nowadays, they're letting artists do some artistic work. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of scope, a lot of scope to improve for all of us. The first 10 years, we were just writing names. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Definitely, yeah, yeah. Like nowadays, yeah. people who are names. learning tattooing, they get to do interesting works as soon as yeah. they start working, you know. Like, like me, like myself, I had to, like, for so many years, I was trying to convince my clients to let me do different style of work and not just do the basic stuff. Yeah, you know, I, I remember, I remember the Chinese had invaded the tattoo industry as well, because there was one point where everybody wanted to get a Chinese symbol on their arm and things mm. like those. <laughs> You know, there was one whole whole era of uh, people wanting to get phase where people wanted to get kanji, Chinese stuff done, and you were like, yeah. oh my god, yeah, like you said, also, the first ten years were names. <laughs> I also remember like encountering clients who would want to get a Chinese symbol, <laughs> and they didn't care whether or not what yeah, they were getting yeah. was the correct thing. They were like, who cares? Who's going to read them? It just looks Chinese. So that yeah. there was a lot of that as well. Absolutely. And I think like uh, when it comes to color tattoos, I've been, I know Samir talked about how like skin here, you do have to take into consideration the type of skin. Uh, I've been really surprised while working with color on brown skin. Sometimes it's like, 
butter. I think once you figure out, like, I think there are like certain rules to putting color on like wheatish or darker skin tones. As long as there's enough black around, like some uh, bold outlines or like darker elements, you can also put really pale colors on the Indian skin tone and it pops. I did, I recently did this yellow submarine tattoo, which has like blocks of pale yellow and like slightly darker yellow. And I was so nervous uh, about doing these colors on him because I was like, I don't know if the distinction between the two yellows will show. And uh, I wish I sent you the yeah, pictures as well because the colors healed. And I think it has to do with the fact that there's enough, like, like there's a chunky black outline there. There's complementary colors present. Doesn't hurt that yeah. he's also like not very dark but yeah i was really i was really happy with the way the yellows turned out here so yeah there's a, a few things you keep in mind and i think as long as you keep them in mind you can work with colors and skin skin tone and another thing i think is like giving it space to breathe uh i think i i anyway i don't really enjoy doing like small tiny tattoos anymore but especially with colors the more room you give it on our skin the better it looks and the, the more solid it looks for a longer period of time cool yeah but okay, then, we've got you know then there are there are some clients like uh, like kinship who would come and say that i don't want even a speck of black in my tattoo and i i want only colors and not a, yeah. not a speck of skin to yeah. show either it's all got to be colors and then you are wondering yeah. how do you pump up the colors how do you do this that's a tricky one yeah yeah <laughs> so location i have a common client and you know uh, he's the kinds who would not want to have even a little bit of black in it and we have to push really hard. and the and the pinup girl back that's namir it's the it's the same client he travels to mumbai and delhi we are fortunate enough to have clients like those yeah. And yeah, he wants he wants us to go full blown color, and uh, he gives us full freedom to work. So those kind of clients Absolutely. then we pull off something really good. If the clients gives the artist some some a lot of freedom, actually. Cool. Okay, so it looks like I think we have time for one more question. Uh, this is in from the YouTube channel. Uh, Kushika uh, Kalara says or asks, "What's your?" Says, oh no, these are two questions. Sorry. Okay, what's your take on women getting bodysuits here in India, considering tattoos are still taboo and gender-based? And then, how does the Indian tattoo industry see this change in the future? I will take I this. <laughs> uh, let a man, let a man, let a male take it first. No. <laughs> yeah. No. To be to be very honest, I don't care how the industry looks at it. I look at it as it's very hot. You know, I would say that. Oh man, that's gorgeous. Yeah, but I think I, I I really think that uh, women getting large scale work is very empowering. Like she, Absolutely. so this this uh, this this lady who asked the question is 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 my client, and I I did a sleeve which uh, Gabe shared also here on the screen, and uh, she is somebody who looks you know like we talk about how we can change the mentality of people around us. To get more, uh, you know, more tattoos which are large scale, especially women, because most of the women uh, they have to take a lot of times like permission, or maybe you know ask for you know, you know from their family if they could get a tattoo, 
and when women get large scale work it's really empowering you know they feel like they own you know uh, it's it's their own body and they can take the charge and they can do what they want to do with it absolutely yeah i completely i'm really glad risha brought up those points i really i'm dying to see more women get bigger and bigger pieces this like there's an instagram aesthetic that has taken over india which is like really tiny pretty delicate pieces and enough i think there is i think there is like a lot of stigma to overcome even though tattoos are getting more and more popular in the metropolitan cities in india uh, there is still a, a like a small section which is acceptable like there are certain sort of tattoos that are acceptable which are like the smaller more delicate pieces and i think we really need to like push to break through that uh, yeah but i think uh, don't you don't you agree uh, shamli that sorry to cut you there but don't you agree that it usually starts small you know like people uh, would get smaller tattoos than initially gradually it's the artist's job to you know introduce them to what tattooing is and sure. what it is i be. i completely agree yeah i completely agree yeah. i think it is our responsibility to slowly like educate our clients and like nudge them not like forcibly push them nudge them towards get, getting bigger pieces and i have had like some success in that area uh i definitely have like more and more women coming to me with like uh requests for bigger pieces we do have a long way to go i can't wait to see more women on the streets with like sleeves and like full body pieces yeah, yeah i like, think that would be really up. really cool so um yeah yeah, yeah. cool so well there are uh, yeah. oh, what was that lokesh sorry this this girl i was talking about sonam one of her regular clients whenever paul booth or stephen agura here she's getting full sleeves and full legs from them and really really dark art style she's got a couple of portraits from me and some other pieces her uh, complete stomach like she's one of the i would say biggest tattoo collectors of india a female one and uh, we need more clients like her and like rishab did this sleeve and this lady who gave you know her sleeve to rishab and did a complete her so definitely we need to see more clients like this more females because in india what happens right now is everyone needs a tattoo but just this big is enough and so that they can say that they have a tattoo and we need to get over this mentality and really get into the art side of tattoos not just have tattoos yeah. for the sake yeah yeah needs to bang 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 like <laughs> <laughs> Cool. Well, uh, we, I'm sorry that we don't have time to get to all the questions in the uh, in the chat rooms, but maybe we could go around and everyone can give us some closing thoughts. Uh, let people know how they can get in touch with you if they have any questions that weren't answered directly. And then, um, yeah, thank you everybody. This was this was great. Um, but we are going to close out anarchist style again, so everyone just has to hop into. <laughs> Ladies, thank you, Samir, for giving me this one. Give <laughs> uh, thanks so much for having us here. This is really an honor. And uh, for anybody who has any more questions or wants to see more of my work, I'm on Instagram, and my handle is at the rate Shamli. That's S H Y A M L I. And hope to speak to everybody soon. And best of luck. Rishabh. uh thank you so much everyone uh, it, 
I had a great, great time. Uh, and uh, yeah, I hope we can do more of this stuff in the future, uh, you know, with with tattooing and more, you know, sketching or painting involved in it. Yeah, it would definitely. Oh, wait, do you uh, let people know how to get in touch with you? Uh, I'm there on Instagram by the name immortal.rishtab. And uh, yeah, I'm available on that or immortal underscore tattoos. That's our studio page. Perfect. Ami. So, hi guys. Uh, so, you know, my uh, my last message to all artists who are watching and everybody around the world would be being optimistic as I am always. I would just say that don't let yourselves down. You know, keep the hope and, and uh, alive and stay happy. Stay safe at the same time. If you guys have any questions, you guys can always reach us in inbox me directly or you can throw in your questions on either any of my posts on Instagram, I go by the name and the handle called Samir, S-A-M-W-E-R dot Patange, P-A-T-A-N-G-E. You can reach me on Instagram as, a, as well as on Facebook and ask your questions and stay positive, stay safe and take care of everybody around you. That's all I would say. Yeah, thanks. Over and out. The theme of reinventing the tattoos. And uh, if anyone wants to reach out to me, it's Devil Status location. One word, it's too long. Just search for Devil Status, Devil with a Z, and Tattoo again with a Z because I was 18 at that time. So, forget, forget. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, Devil Status with the Devil Z. So devil Status. Uh, that's the studio's page. Reach out to the studio page, and everyone's work is there in the studio. We have 15 artists. You can see everyone's work and like to us if you want to. Thanks a lot, everyone. And I hope we do it again with a live uh, sketching session or something like that. Yeah, thanks, Gabe. Yeah. Thanks, Gabe, and everybody around. Thanks, Rishabh. Thanks, Ramli. Thanks, Rupi. Thank, thank you, everybody. Thank, thank you. you. Thank awesome. you. It was great. Yeah, this was thank very fun. So uh, yeah, we should definitely set one up so that we have a theme. People could be drawing. It seems like everyone that was in the chat room, a lot of artists there. So if they were all drawing along, it would be. Uh, a lot of fun. I don't mind. I don't mind staying up late next time either. If uh, I know that it's late for everybody here, but in any event, uh, thank you very much. This was a, a world tattoo update uh, from India, and uh, thank you, guy, for making reinventing the tattoo happen. And to all the sponsors that we talked about in the beginning, and now's the time when everyone waves yes. and does the the funny face so that the last the stream... Perfect. The namaste and adios. Cheers. <laughs>